excited to have on the line one of Chicago's beloved chefs and top chef champion, James Beard Award winner, Iron Chef, and driving force behind some of Chicago food fans' favorite destinations with Girl in the Goat, Little Goat Diner, Duck Duck Goat. When you get beyond Chicago, the list goes on. The one and only Chef Stephanie Isard. Welcome to WGN. Thank you. Thanks for the nice intro. It was so fun. Oh, well, come on. So <laughs> think about this, though. You know, really, this is the first, like, full summer season where people are, you know, back out for whether it's the restaurants or for festivals or food demos. I know when we talk about that, obviously, food fans are excited about it and to get out some of the events and things like that. But for you, has it been like an easy thing to get back at? Are you excited to do it? What's it like being back out and about? I mean, it's incredible. I think, you know, you walk around the West Loop, if I'm going from Girl in the Goat to Little Goat to Duck Duck Goat, walking back to Cabra, and there's just, the energy everywhere is amazing. There's people everywhere enjoying, and there's all these new patios on Randolph Street that now are just additions to restaurants, which is really great. So, really great vibes. People are so excited, and our teams just talk about how the guests coming in are just in really good moods, and just really pumped to have a fun night out. Right. I mean, it is one of those things. Everyone is, whether it's sporting events or concerts or things, people are just excited to get back at it. When you talk about travel that people are doing in Chicago, one of America's course, great restaurant cities and destination. What is it like? Because I know like anybody or anytime anyone asks me like, hey, I'm going to come to Chicago. One of the first things they mention is you and your places and some of the other stuff there. Talk a little bit about that. Not only being an entrepreneur, restaurateur, kind of managing your own personal, your family success, but also sort of being a global travel destination is there any extra pressure right for that you're sort of the visitor and tourism bureau in a way or do you figure just <laughs> keep doing what you're doing it'll all work out i mean i think a little of both you know I, i'm super proud that our restaurants have become one of the destinations for people coming to chicago and i love when people there's amazing things to see all around chicago whether you're going down and you want to see navy pierce you've never been to chicago before or our sexual boat tour i'm all about that every time someone comes but venturing out into the different neighborhoods and checking out all of the restaurants is of course, the first thing I tell people they should do, and I love when people come to the West Loop and check out our restaurants and walk around and do a little restaurant hopping. And our team is able to also talk to the guests about some of their favorite things. And when you pick the brain of a server, whatever city you're in, I highly recommend ask your server or your bartender where they go hang out because that's how you're going to find the best sort of secret insider scoop of the city. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good, well, it depends on the person you get, right? You could be at a, pup, yeah, so. a puppet show or something. <laughs> <laughs> a petting zoo. Who knows what you'll be going to right, be? Extra insight is really great. So 12 years of Girl and the Goat. You got a year anniversary with Cobber Little Goat in, uh, and Girl and the Goat in LA. And so talk about that because when you first started, you know, it takes years to put these projects together and then the pandemic happens, especially in a place like California where the protocols were even higher than a lot of different places. What was that sort? of mental roller coaster now you can be on the other side you mentioned just going back and forth and it's successful everything's going great but what was that was it did you have to be brave did you have to talk people off the ledge did they talk you how did that go <laughs> um it was interesting timing when we opened a year ago so it's sort of just coming you know we're still not fully off the pandemic but this is the tail end where people are starting to go out a little bit more so we were opening right when things were starting to reopen and some places unfortunately not reopening and the restaurant world just in this very strange place that, you know, hasn't been before. So it, it was interesting. You know, I think people were our new team coming on. They were very excited for something new and it kind of was giving them this sense of like a light at the end of the tunnel when we were getting ready to open. So I think that was nice. We we're all kind of going through it together. So 
yeah, some of it, it's like the harder things. I think I've blocked out of memory already. It's been a year, and I try, you know, trying to just focus on the good. And then the good things, you know, at the end of the day, we found amazing people to come on our teams out here. We brought some folks out from Chicago to make sure we bring that Chicago hospitality and just, you know, bring the goatness with us. So it's been a fun adventure. I love it. The goatness. That's awesome. Well, you mentioned yeah. <laughs> being able to get some insight, advice, maybe inspiration from people along the way. We're going to get it from you in a second. So in L.A., great reception. People are loving. Obviously, it's an awesome food town, but definitely different than Chicago. So how has that been? And what were some unique things maybe about the L.A. food scene or the people that you either had to learn or kind of figured out on the fly? I mean, honestly, I thought it was going to be so dramatically different. You know, I had chefs say to me, well, all they're going to want to eat is chicken on a stove. <laughs> no, they're not going to want to eat goat belly. They're not going to want to eat duck tartare or goat liver goose and all these things. And then when we opened, we found that some of the things, like the super meat intense things and such, actually sell even more out here than they do in Chicago, which is mind-boggling to me. So it's been really fun to see that the, the neighborhood that we're in out here is full of adventurous eaters. LA is not as you know, the east side of L.A. is not as dramatically different as I thought it would be, which is great. And it helps us, like, now we have some uh, different types of produce out here that we haven't worked with before. It's just new challenges and new people, and it's super fun. Let the listeners know we're talking with one and only Chef Stephanie Izar. You mentioned kind of open doors, whether it's in L.A., to some new things that maybe they weren't used to or you didn't think that they were going to be planning for. But on the travel side, flavors, and you're always kind of bringing back the best. Unlike some chefs who maybe get dialed in on one concept or cuisine, they say, hey, it's perfect. You've traveled, tasted, come back with new takes on things. Talk about that discovery, because I know you do it whenever I talk with our buddy Huge, whether it's like South America or Asia. I mean, do you go and search? Is there like a mission you go and search of specific things? you just kind of go and leaving yourself open, you know, for inspiration. How does that work? A little both. You know, when we were getting ready to open Cabra, which we now have in Chicago at the Hudson and at the Hudson here in LA, we went to Peru on a mission to dive in and meet different people, travel around, see the, you know, the sites went to Machu Picchu, things like that. But more so just each day we ate six meals where we had everything <laughs> on the menu at different places or went to street marts, uh, markets or went down by in Lima you can go down by the docks and just have someone make ceviche for you right straight out of the water so wow. we're always on a mission to eat as much as possible and then huge yes huge Galdones comes with us and takes pictures of everything that we eat so we have a little photo diary so we can come back and be like oh yeah because after two weeks of eating that much it's hard to like always remember that first bite and then you see the picture and your food memories come back and you can dive into thinking about the flavors and such it's so fun <laughs> right, exactly. Six meals a day, you might forget like the meal three and a half. Like what happened? I don't know. Huge has got right, all the right. all the stats. Okay, so when people can yeah. see it in person, either at a great food festival or a demo or out at one of the restaurants, that's definitely the best way to experience Steph Izard. But for those people that want to get even more new flares, you've gone the extra mile to create things for them in their grocery store. Now I've seen it. I've seen it at the uh, at the Mariano's. I know I've seen it there and maybe some other places. So listeners are going to be seeing it in their grocery store. Let's talk a little bit about little goat chili crunch yeah yeah so we have a whole line of sauce spices called this little goat it's like this little goat went to so we have a sauce that's inspired by korea one inspired by hong kong tokyo different flavored sauces are all things we use in our restaurants um we have a line of spices same idea we have these things that came out last year called everything crunches because we put crunchy things on everything so they're little toppings you can put on everything and then a couple weeks ago we introduced um our chili crunches so we have the original spicy and chili lime and it's basically a chili oil with so many layers of flavor and then little crunchy bits. And you're like, what is that? That's so crunchy. We actually take masa chips that we make, smash them up and put them inside the jar and they stay extra crispy in the oil. So 
you just spoon it over everything, anything that you're eating, and it's just adding this pop of fun flavor and texture. So, so the crunchies is one of the newer ones, and of course the other, they're all new, right? This is all very recent, but what you've done is you've kind of taken some of those flavors that you've experienced around the world and brought it back with the, you know, sort of the trusted Stephanie Izard moniker on it. Yeah, exactly, and it's um, it's all stuff we use in the restaurants, but the items that we put into package are ones we realize that we can use on just about anything. So we might use something on a chicken dish or a beef dish in the restaurant, but we're like, that actually is good on everything, from pork to vegetables to this to that. So why not just put it in a bottle so you can use it at home? So, yeah, if you open up my fridge at home, it basically is just filled with all these things, and I'm like, maybe I should cook something different. Um, it's so easy and adds so much flavor so simply. And then the chili crunches, Definitely my new favorite. We use them on um, menus like Girl Nigo at Sex Like Goats. You can try it on those menus, and, and you're like, well, this is delicious. I think I'll take a jar home, and there you go. We're going to have uh, links up at WGNRadio.com for all that. We'll have some pictures of some of them, plus some of the examples of ways that it can be used. Just talking with Michael Simon, and you're going to be out there, you know, so you're not just putting it on a shelf and then just leaving there. Like Paul Newman, he rarely does anything with the salad dressing anymore, but you're out there with Michael Simon doing a ton of stuff, right? So you're going to be doing yeah. kind of promotion for it. Yeah, I'm traveling around and just um, hanging out with cool chef friends. I was just with my chef friend Shota in Seattle showcasing, and I'm going to see Michael in, um, in the Hamptons, so we'll go to the Chili Crunch event there. It's fun for me, and it's fun to just visit other, you know, fan bases in different cities and get out of Chicago and L.A. and check out the other scenes. Yeah, it's fun for them, too. It's a, it's an opportunity for them to get to see one of their biggest stars, one of their favorite food personalities, and you don't come empty-handed. you got all of those great new products and flavors to share as well. Again, we'll have links up at WGNRadio.com. And, Steph, as we let you go, you know, online, of course, we'll have links, but for social media, people want to catch up with your adventures, come visit you in L.A., you know, where can they go? Oh, just um, follow me at Stephanie Izard, and then you can also look at, at this little goat and see lots of fun food inspiration. All right. Thanks, Steph. Appreciate it. Appreciate everything you're doing for uh, for food fans and flavors everywhere. And thanks for jumping on the show today. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye.